got caught doing my chain check. I didn't think we was going live. What's good, Brodies and Bases? The Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast redraft episode. I am A Dot, and this is my co bro. I got caught mid drinking. Uh, Dynasty Bro Vic, and I forgot my damn name. What's good? <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing out there? We are back. Week six is in the books. I hope you've been paying attention and listening. Your main redraft. What's your overall? You know, right now, your main one. Your big money one. You know your overall? I'm in, I'm in too many, bro. I don't, I'm don't. i all over the place this year, man. I'm four and two in my main redraft, and I ain't even got Michael Thomas back yet, so I'm coming for this championship. All right, so look, we got a fire episode this week for y'all. We're going to do off-the-radar plays. What I mean by off-the-radar plays means going into the draft, guys that you had no clue who they were, didn't even expect them to probably even be on the team, see a minute, or the, the talented rookies that we knew got drafted, but we didn't think they were going to get any play, any shine yet. But look, we six weeks in, they balling. They made a staple in your team. You didn't expect them to be doing it, but they're helping you to your four and two run right now. So that's what we're about to tell y'all about and tell you if these guys can keep it up for the rest of the season, man. So I think that's a good that's a good way we can start this mug out, man. I like cool? it, man. That's a great call, man. So how many players you got? I got four. I mean, you got. I got four. Four got for four. four. Four for four. <laughs> get you through the week. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get into it, man, two questions. How you feeling today, bro? You good? Man, it's it's been a long week, like coming off last week, but uh, overall, I'm good, man. How about you? I, I can't complain, man. Um, tell them why we got the hats off, man, and the ball head shining again. Yeah, man, it's the crucial catch month with the NFL. So, you know, we just want to show our love and support um, with, you know, cancer awareness and of course, uh, just showing support for those who are currently in the fight and also those who have lost their lives. So, um, yeah, we're just rocking with the ball heads just to honor honor the crucial catch month for the uh, NFL. Yeah, let it shine. All right. And second thing is, where can they follow you at, bro? Follow me at Chief Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Facebook page, uh, Dynasty Bros FF podcast. Yeah. What about I'll- you? Follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Twitter and Instagram. And follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. All right. That's a good opening start, man. I hope the energy's there. Vic got his beer. He had me my water, bro, so I yeah, feel like yeah, I'm yeah. drinking, too. Yeah, bro. It's cold, too. I'm out here. All right. So, look. We're going to get into these off-the-radar plays, man. And um, since usually start off on a four-minute offense because I can't multitask, let me lead off on this. That's man. cool, bro. I'm with it. You got me? Yeah, I'm you know, I can drink. So did, did I even send you my four? Mm-mm. Oh man, these gonna be surprises then. But bro. I actually heard, I think one or two. I think we touched on it, you just never sent it. Okay. It's cool though. I don't want to smoke. It's all, good. all right. So look, let me start off with the guy who's the number 10 running back in standard form. PPR number seven running back. Look, I think uh everybody expected Leonard Fournette to still be there. And then uh uh Rykel Armstrong was supposed to be the starter. People Armstead. were nervous. Arms, oh, I said Armstead. Armstrong. I got you. Armstrong. It's cool. It's cool. It's a lot of names, bro. Man, my bad, bro. He ain't played anyway. Nope. Get his name. He had no name now due to this guy, James Robinson. Look, we thought Chris Thompson was going to be out there catching a lot of passes. He got some involvement, but this guy is is literally doing everything. He's playing. He's playing seventy percent of the snaps, seventy percent of the snaps, fifty-eight. He's literally always fifty percent of the snaps, no matter what, and no matter if the game is out of hand, whether they're competing. He's out there playing. So look, the one thing I really like is he's getting it on the ground, heavy, sixteen attempts, seventeen attempts, thirteen attempts. It's always double digits every single game. 
then you slide over to the receiving man, and he's catching four, five, six, seven passes, man. And it gets real sexy when you can get involved in both of them, man. So this is a guy that nobody probably drafted and redraft. This is a guy that probably was not even on teams in Dynasty. You know, that's a dart throw. That's what we call it in Dynasty at that point. But look, he's out here. Like I said, he's a top 10 running back so far, six weeks in. These are the guys that you need to listen to us because we told you to add this guy going into the season. And even if you didn't have him in after week one, drop your money. We did it in leagues like Scott Scott Fishbowl. It's bald night. Shout out to my guy, Dan. <laughs> What's up, Dan? <laughs> it is. But yeah, man, this is a running back who's a top 10 running back that was on nobody's radar. Like I said, you got to stay tuned with us, man, because we help you guys get these kind of players on your team. So that's my first guy, Mr. James Washington from the Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson. I said Washington. Yeah, man. It's cool. I wish we had some shots because uh, we'd be lining them up. But, hey, he's looking like a league winner too, man. So talk about a guy that's off the radar, you know, that's a top 10 play right now. And I think, he's, you know, for me, he's going to maintain that throughout the season. So I like the call. Um, so, yeah, if you got you some James Robinson, basically got him for free. You didn't have to draft him. Um, some people might have drafted him late, but uh, – most people got him off waivers, so yeah, that's a huge steal. And his cousin James Washington be balling too. That's true. So, that's okay. true. He, he did uh, hit the end zone this, this weekend. So <laughs> I'll just play. Man, who's your first off the radar guy, bro? All right, man. Let's go to Philadelphia, man. Travis Fogum. So of course, you know all their playmakers and pass catchers have been out and banged up. Uh, Zach Ertz just went down. Goddard was already out. Deshaun was out. Alshon was out. The rookie Jalen Rager was out. So you know, pretty much, you, you already know how the Eagles get down. I mean, you know, they just call up the next man off the street. Uh, Travis Fogum, he's been balling. So he stepped in on the scene week four. And from week four through week six, uh, he's he was the wide receiver six. So he's been doing his thing, averaging 21 and a half points um, as far as in PPR. Um, you know, as far as catches on the season, he has 18 catches. So he's definitely looking like a number one wide receiver right now as he fills in. Um, so the, he's he's getting it done. Three touchdowns. He's averaging 15 and a half yards per catch. So he's a big play wide receiver, man. And I know last week they played the Ravens, and some people probably were scared to play them because they're playing the Ravens, but he still balled out. So, hey, I'm the type. I'm not running from no schedules. Look, these are professionals. Look, of course, the uh, Ravens offense are going to put up points. So, uh, th- to me, that tells me they got to throw to stay in the game or to at least play some catch-up. So, that's a perfect negative game script to be in, especially with all the pass catchers banged up. So, hopefully you got you some Travis. Um, I feel comfortable with him long-term going forward, playing him in the flex. Of course, you got to watch these Philly playmakers to see seeing who's going to be in and out of the rotation. But there's always at least two or three, at least of them out. So uh, for me, Travis can maintain his production. True that. True that. I like him, man. He's he's he should be their outside guy, man. And even when Deshaun come back, they're two different roles. Even when Rieger comes back, two different roles. And Alshon stays banged up. So that's the one I'm not worried about coming back no time soon. So he should be all right, man. It's a good play. If you picked him up and listen to us, he should be on your team, helping you win some weeks, man. Yep, definitely run him in your flex. He's a flex play. All right. I'm going to shoot down to another running back down in Miami. And last year, Miles Gaskin didn't look good at all. So ending the season not looking good and then going into an offseason where they drafted Matt Burita, where they went and traded, got Matt Burita, and then they went and picked up uh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Howard. Howard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Gaskins is the forgot about guy. But now look, Mouse Gaskin is out there being a top 24 running back. He's number 22 in standard. He's number 16 in PPR because you know why? They're dumping him off the ball. He is averaging five targets a game 
and you love that from a running back, even if they're not producing on the ground, you give him five targets and he's racking them in. That is good, man. He stays on the field, 65% of the snaps, and he's getting all the rushing. He's getting all the rushing work. He's he's their goal linebacker. Dude, that's all you can ask for in a guy that you didn't plan on even having. You know how many leagues I was trying to talk people into taking Jordan Howard because he's probably at the very end. Imagine if you were the guy that took Miles Gaskins and you got an RB2 for no reason into your flex or just just winning those weeks with you, man. And, and that offense actually looked like they're flourishing and they're in games no matter what the situation is. The easy teams, the rough teams, they're playing out there. So, uh, like I said, pay attention to us, man. We're helping you get these guys like Miles Gaskin. He's going to be solid for the rest of the year. They're not bringing in any more competition. The guys they already brought in can't beat them out. So guys like Miles Gaskin on your team is a plus. Bro, was I trying to sell you on Jordan Howard too? Because he was yeah. so cheap. Yeah. Just made sense at first. Man. It did. It did. But, uh, you know, I like the Miles Gaskin call. Curious to see, you know, how Tua utilizes him since he was just named a starter. But I'm sure nothing's going to change. Um, he's still going to be, you know, catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. So, mm-hmm. again, that's another guy people – I'm sure picked up off waivers. You didn't even draft him. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, he can definitely, again, help you guys with the playoff run um, once you get there. So keep him in your lineup uh, week to week. True that. All right, man, I got another wide receiver for you guys, man. Let's go to Pittsburgh. So uh, Chase Claypool, wide receiver 16 right now in PPR. Um, he's averaging 19 yards a catch, man. So he's a big play wide receiver. Um, he has no drops. So, uh, you know, he's really, really reliable. Um, you guys see it, man. Uh, big man throws in the ball, and it's usually a catching run for a big play. So. And they like to utilize him on the goal line, so he gets the carries down there. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. So for me, Chase Claypool definitely needs to be in your lineups. This was a guy that was off the radar, but now he's been balling. He's definitely a part of that offense. Um, even when Deontay comes back, I still don't have any concerns with that. I, I feel like, you know, he's he's shown enough to where he needs to be involved week to week, especially with his uh, skill sets and his size. So, Hey, you can't teach that speed. You can't teach that height. So he's out there just making – making these grown men look like kids, bro, even at a young age. So shout out to Chase, man. He's balling. Yeah, man. And Pittsburgh's known for developing wide receivers, too, within their program. So, um, yeah, man. So just be on the lookout for that, too, going forward. Any, anytime the Steelers draft a wide receiver, they usually develop wide receivers pretty well. I mean, look at Centennial Holmes, um, Antonio Brown. Juju. Uh, Juju, Mike Sanders. Is that the right? No, 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 no. Well, Emmanuel. Emmanuel Sanders. I'm thinking and about Mike, Mike Wallace. Williams. Mike Wallace. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I said Mike, Mike and Sanders. <laughs> yeah, my bad. One of those guys. <laughs> Plexico. Yeah, Plexico too at the time. But either way, man. Um, of course, Hines Ward, but he's he's his own. You know, yeah. he's one, his own specimen. One of the goats. Yeah, man. So shout out to, uh, to Chase Claypool. Though. He's balling. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go to a receiver too. And I think what happened last year with the hype train, we expected what he's doing this year when he played with the Jets. So let's talk about the guy who walked, went to a new team in Carolina, and we're all scared. It's like, hey, Christian's the guy. DJ Moore is the guy. We were excited about in Thomas at tight end. It's like there's going to be no love for Robbie Anderson. All he's doing is being in standard, the wide receiver 15, and in PPR, he's the wide receiver 6. And I'll tell you why. He's going out there getting all these games of double-digit targets and keep on getting over the 100-yard barrier because he's balling. He's going deep. This is, that's his game. And Teddy has a great deep ball. You throw it to him. He's connected with him. He's efficient. And really, he would be even higher in standard if he was scoring touchdowns. So just 
I don't know if they could find a way to connect in the end zone. He'd probably be flirting with a top three, four receiver. But right now, he don't even got to get the touchdowns to produce for you every single week. And for the most part, PPR is what everybody's playing. You get a guy out there that's around getting you six, seven, eight catches every single week. I don't really care what the artist turns out to be. Those catches are longer points, bare minimum. So he's balling every week. He's getting some love no matter how good we all think DJ is. Robbie's balling week in, week out. Yeah, I like the call because this is a guy that you, you know, drafted at the end of your drafts and probably had him on your bench, looking at him as a fill-in guy for bye weeks, and then he crept up and, you know, you plugged him into your flex. But now he's literally a, a wide receiver one right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the value uh, that you got on Robbie Anderson as far as the return, it's great. Um, and, of course, we got Christian coming back. But um, just mind you, when Christian was out there, Robbie was still seeing eight and ten targets. So he established himself early um, at the start of the season as a wide receiver one. So, um, yeah, man, his role is definitely solidified within that offense. Um, of course, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater stepping in there as a new QB. And, of course, that's, a you know, you got to, you know, develop the chemistry. But for him to establish that rapport with Robbie out the gate, um, it's it's definitely promising. So, uh, yeah, man, that's an off-the-radar play. We didn't see that coming. But he's a guy that, again, he can help you guys win some titles. So True that, true that. All right, man, let's uh, keep it pushing. I got another uh, wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. So Minnesota Vikings, rookie wide receiver. Um, Right now, he's the wide receiver seven, averaging 17 points a game. He's fifth in yards with 537, not just out of rookies, like out of all wide receivers, including the veterans. He's number five. So he has three touchdowns on the season so far through six games. Um, You know, he's balling. I mean, of course, there were some flags, you know, with Stephon Diggs leaving, and we saw the Thielen and Diggs, the up-and-down show, with yeah. uh, question marks with can Minnesota even support two wide receivers? But, hey, right now, Justin's doing his thing. And, and to step in there without having a preseason, it, it just, it just you know, calls out and shows the level of talent he has and, you know, coming from that LSU offense. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, Justin Jefferson definitely needs to be in your lineup every week, um, even if it's a wide receiver to reflect. But he needs to be in your lineup week to week, even with a struggling Kirk Cousins. True that, true that. Hey, the more that defense keeps sucking – they got to keep throwing the ball, man. So, actually, Cousins is sad, but you know, I don't care if it's garbage time work. Points are points, and Thielen and Jefferson are going to keep on getting those points all year because they're not going to be able to run the ball like they want to with their defense, bro. Yeah, and especially with, you know, Dalvin Cook. You know, he's banged up right now, and, of course, yeah. uh, Kirk Cousins is going to throw his one or two interceptions a game. So, they're already playing. As soon playing, as the game starts. So, they're already playing catch up, you know, as far as a negative game script. So <laughs> True that, true that. All right, so – I know we think tight ends are are like the least important position if you don't have the top end guys. But when you tap in and get one of those top end guys that are giving you those big points, like that's hard to come by. Let's go to a guy that I barely knew his name before week two. I'm not going to even lie. And I'm a <laughs> dynasty head. I was Jay Sternberger to the death of me. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about a guy who came in week one was the Aaron Jones show. It's the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams show. No love for anybody else. He didn't get a target. Go to week two. This is the week where my guy went up. He went out there, and he just completely balled. He scored a, tu- he scored a touchdown, then scored another touchdown the next week. By week four, he scored three touchdowns. And it's like, okay, this guy's the real deal. He got banged up last week, so he wasn't in as many snaps as he usually is. He tweaked his ankle, but... I think uh, Aaron Rodgers found, like, 
a guy that he loves to use in the red zone now besides Adams. And that can get some targets, man, because he's always going to work the middle of the field and don't have no real defenders that's going to have to plug him in from stopping to catch some balls. So um, Robert Tanyan, man, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He's just been out there flat out balling. He's actually been an advantage if you don't have Kelsey, if you don't have Kittle, Johnu, yeah, your guys. Tanyan is a guy that I'm pretty sure everybody picked up after week two because he didn't do anything week one. But just the the chance to having a, a tight end that can go out there and give you double-digit points that's playing with one of the GOATs at quarterback and can put up multiple touchdowns in a game, not all tight ends have that opportunity. And he does. And if you got him for the free, that's that's an advantage week by week by having one of those league-winning tight ends. So I want to shout out Robert Tanya, and he went to Indiana State. So, you know, we rock with the Naptown shit. So. Yeah, man. Hey, Robert Tanya. Uh, he's tight end five right now. Tight end five right now. Ball That's out. Fire. <clears throat> All right, I got another tight end for you guys. This guy was off the radar. And, of course, with the tight end position, like you said, we're only looking at the top seven usually. But uh, this guy is actually tight end seven right now in PPR. So let's go to Chicago. Veteran Jimmy Graham. He's balling right now. He's fourth in touchdowns. So he has four touchdowns on the season. Um, so this is behind, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Johnu, and Tanyan, who, who you were just talking up. You know, all those guys have five, um, but uh, Jimmy Graham comes in right behind that, you know, with four. So as we know, Nick Foles, man, he likes him in the red zone. So, of course, you can't just throw to Allen Robinson all day. Um, when Allen Robinson finally gets double teamed down there on the goal line in the red zone, you got big Jimmy Graham turning up. So uh, if you got some Jimmy Graham. Now, he was an off-the-radar guy. No one was even looking at just given it was the Bears' offense, which which can be questionable um, outside of Allen Robinson. I mean, really, no one's really too excited about the Bears' offense outside of that. But, I mean, as you guys have been seeing, Jimmy Graham, he just finds the end zone every week, it seems like. Whenever you're watching a Bears game, as soon as the game starts, you see Jimmy Graham hitting the end zone. So, yeah, man, that's, that's probably going to continue to be a thing. But uh, he's a guy, you know, that's went from streaming to he's your week-to-week starter at the tight end position. Easy. Happened too quick. All right, so look, do you have any honorable mentions when it comes to this, bro? Any guys that you think, you know, we didn't expect to start off. Even if we thought they they had a chance, we didn't expect it. You got one? Uh, Yeah, I would say DeAndre Swift running back for the Lions. Of course, you know, the drive capital's there. Um, You know, he's he's the future of that backfield. But when they brought in Adrian Peterson and, of course, you know, you still got Carrion Johnson. But for Swift, you know, he's he's been turning up lately. Um. I, for me, I believe he's going to be that running back in, in the backfield going forward. So um, they're giving him more carries. And, of course, he's catching passes out of the backfield. He's already catching passes, playing a third down role. Now he's getting the workload with the carries. So um, it's definitely very promising. So for me, DeAndre Swift. True that. And I want to go at another rookie, man, because even though he went in the first round, I think we were all skeptical about the offense. And uh, Debo ended up going down, which led to, to a little bit more opportunity. But Brandon Ayuk, bro. Yeah. Um, and I think he done played through a couple different quarterbacks already because before Garoppolo came back, he was still playing playing decent. He's going out there, he's scoring, he's he's looking athletic, and he's looking like he's going to be a real solid running uh, receiver yeah. who has the opportunity to do things like get the ball out the backfield the same way Debo does. He's crazy. He's fast. He's a great route runner, man. He has good hands. So I'm excited. I actually see why Shanahan wanted to take him. And uh, he fits right into that system perfect. And even when Debo came back, it didn't stop the show for IU. He's still out there. He's still involved, still playing all his snaps. So 
I didn't think it was going to happen so quick in such a run-heavy offense. But Brandon Ayuk's out there balling, man. And he's already made one of the plays of the year. He leaped over a defender like stupid nasty for a, a nice little touchdown catch. So, yeah, shout-out to Brandon Ayuk, man. These rookies are getting to it, bro. They are, man. Rookies are balling. And uh, like you said, San Fran basically got two Debos and Brandon Ayuk. Of course, you know, he's his own talent. He's his own man. But, you know, similar playing style. So that's a win. And uh, if you guys saw the Sunday night game, you just see Jimmy G just – throwing behind the line of scrimmage, letting those guys create. So, I mean, he's the perfect prototype to handle that that type of scheme. Um, They're not going to throw over the line of scrimmage. So, um, just dump it off behind the line of scrimmage and let those guys get an extra five yards, then start getting some positive yards. That's Jimmy's best pass. Yeah. Beyond the the negative five-yard dump off and then. (laughs) They they run for 35 yards and we give Jimmy all these yards. You know how that shit go. Yeah, man. All right, so look, you ready to get to a four-minute offense real quick? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, let's do that. I don't want to forget it. I don't want to forget it. All right. So, look, you're going to have to start off, bro. That's cool. And just so that everybody knows, this is the waiver wire part of the show. So, this is where yeah. we tell you who to add and who to drop going into week seven. And I got a sentimental pick this this time around. So, let's get to it. You go first. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one. All go. right. My first guy is actually going to be a stash. Uh, so, let's go to Washington. Alex Smith. Um, you know, Kyle, Kyle Allen. He, he, I don't know. He, he He's looking suspect to me. So I just want to stash Alex Smith in case they give him the job. So if you miss out on some QBs, um, I would be looking at Alex Smith or put him on your watch list. Watch how Kyle Allen plays over the next couple of weeks. Um, Alex Smith, you never know. He could take over that job. So that's a guy I'm watching. I'm still scared, man. I, I just hope he's all right. I hope he's safe. And that's all I said about him. Yeah, he's good, though. He's smart. He's a smart quarterback. Um, let's go to a team that's really rocky, really shaky, but for some reason they still produce fantasy points. Philadelphia, Mr. Mal Sanders is out, and it might he it's a chance he might miss a couple weeks. That's where you you plug in Mr. Boston Scott. Man, we know in PPR he can go out there, catch passes. He's not going to be able to hold a workload of running like Mal Sanders can, but I think he's going to be their third down back heavy. And I think he can do some goal line work because we've seen him do it last year. He helped a lot of people win some fantasy leagues. So if you get two to three weeks in this pivotal time of a, a number one running back, you take it. So give Mr. Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles. All right. One point of clarity on the QB play. I'm in leagues where all the QBs are gone and redraft, redraft. And I'm in leagues where the QBs are there. So if you got like Gardner Minshew, Teddy and Sam Darnold, all those guys out there, you don't have to stash Alex Smith. But if it's only like Joe Flacco out there and Darnold, yeah. You might want to stash some Alex Smith. Big facts. But uh, let's go to uh, Detroit. So, of course, I just talked about uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, this was a guy, again, um, he, he balled out last week. I believe he's going to be the running back going forward in that system. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Carrion's not looking the best right now. And, of course, you got old man Peterson. But, hey, you, you spent the draft capital. He's he's gotten the carries finally, and he's already been getting the pass work. So, add you some DeAndre Swift. All right. We're going to go to a guy who did it last week without Drew Locke. Drew Locke came back this week and didn't even look good, but Mr. Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Broncos, two straight weeks in a row over 100 yards, man. And without no Cortland Sutton, we thought it would be Judy, but why not give it to the 6'4", 212-pound guy who's already been in the system? He knows plays. He's been there. So he's kind of their veteran when you think about the receiving core. So uh, he's going out there to throwing it up to him. He's getting those 50-50 balls. He's fast. He's he can, get, he can get in the end zone because he's big. So – it's basically the replacement for Sutton, man. He's out there balling, and I think for the rest of the year, there's no Sutton. Noah's banged up. It's just Tim Patrick and Judy right now, so I think there's a chance that Tim Patrick needs to be played, at least in your flex, week by week. 
All right, we got a minute and 20 left. Uh, let's get into these drops. But before we do that, you got any more ads? I got one more ad, go man. Ahead. But he can be an honorable mention, so we can do the drops on. Right, go ahead. Finish All right, ads. look. This is a sentimental ad. And I really don't know what he's going to do. And he is going into a buy right now. But look, we've seen Justin Herbert go ball out when he got the start. We've seen what Boro been doing since week one. I was a big Tua guy. He was actually my favorite quarterback coming out of the whole draft. He has weapons. Hopefully, Parker's back in a couple weeks. I really, really still like Preston Williams. He had Kaseki. Tua might be able to ball out. I think they're going to give him all the opportunity to go out there and throw. They gave it to Fitzpatrick. So, if he can build up on what Fitzpatrick did all year, Tua might be a baller, bro. Yeah. I know I throw Alex Smith, but definitely prioritize Tua before Alex. Um, and, again, that's only if the QBs are running thin in your league. So, yeah. if you see five or more QBs, then you don't have to panic in your league. All right, let's get into these drops. So uh, my first drop is wide receiver Russell Gage, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Julio's back. He's looking good out there. Of course, they got Calvin Ridley. Of course, they're going to throw to Hayden Hurst. You know, I, I don't want to chase points with a Russell Gage, so let someone else in your league deal with that. Let them deal with the up and downs. Let, let that keep them from the playoffs. So you can drop Russell Gage. Keep going with your drops. You got three seconds left. All right, Joshua Kelly running back for the Chargers. That's my guy, but he's not looking the best right now. Justin Jackson. That's the four-minute offense, man. I know, man. I had a guy, though, that I do want to talk about. Throw it out there real quick. Fuck it. We're going to cheat on the four-minute offense. All right, bet. Let's let's talk. Nah, let's really talk about it. Yeah. So, if Mostert, Mostert might be out. Yeah, he is. Do, do you want to go get Jarek again? Because Jarek, as soon as Mostert came back, it was all drop season for Jarek. Are we going to go pick up Jarek again? Are we going to go look into Jeff Wilson again? Do you care if it's not Mostert? Like, what are you doing with it? Only guy I like right now is uh, Jarek. If Mostert's out, Jarek. If Mostert's in, Mostert. Okay. All right. So before this week, actually, even still this week, they were uh, still splitting snaps. Do you still think it's worth keeping Adrian Peterson on your team after this big-ass DeAndre uh, Swift blow-up game? No, when are you ever excited to play Adrian Peterson? Unless you like punted running backs and you have no choice. I'm good. True that. Just checking, my guy. Hey, fantasy advice. If you have Kenyon Drake right now, this is the perfect week to flip him. I don't think he's going to have any more consistent blow-up games like this. I do think Chase Edmonds look at, like the better back for that system week by week. I am about to go through my league and try to flip Kenyon Drake right now. And I'm going to tell you this, and hopefully I have some success next, next week. You're not the guy that has Christian McCaffrey in our Royal Rumble League, are you? No. I'm about to try to go do something like flip Juju and Kenyon Drake, see if I can get Christian while he's down and try to hold off a couple weeks. So I'm trying to go do something like that, man. Somebody who's probably hurting for a running back and just seeing somebody put up a 30-plus point game. That's some fantasy advice. Learn how to flip the guys when they hit their peak value, when you think they're not going to do it no more. This is probably the biggest game he's going to have this season. Yeah. Um, I actually lost the game, fantasy game, matchup to that garbage touchdown. So you got Kenyon Drake. I bro. got Kenyon Drake. It was a standard league, too, bro. So that's what I get, man. Running the standard league. So I deserve an L. Hey, bro, before we get out of here, I do want to shout out Black and White Sports. So make sure you guys check them out. Um, I know they got the Taco Tuesday coming up. Again, I know y'all be watching ESPN all day, but if you want the real, the real, the black and white, nope. they're going to tell like it is. Nothing fugazi. Yeah, man. So shout out to the black and white sports podcast. So yeah, make sure you guys check them out. Uh, follow them on our social media. They're linked. So. Our ball heads are lit today, bro. They are, man. That's why I was running late today. 
You had to shave. Had to, yeah. It was a last minute shave, but I got it done, man. So and so we I'm, made it on time. And we did. And we for did. the most part. For the most part. <laughs> All right, bro. Walk us out of here, man. Hey, look, we about to get up out of here. If y'all heard any coughing and loud noise in the background, that's DJ Avo. Y'all know you ain't. I don't think y'all ever got to see him yet on this redraft. One day he's gonna get off early enough to pull up, and we might do something special for y'all. Do do a little music turn up in the background while we record. Yeah. So uh feel free to send us any uh bad reviews about Avo in the background being noisy. It wasn't the COVID, by the way. I'm about to take his temperature though, just to make sure. So Oh Lord. All right, but look, yeah. we are Dynasty Bros fans for my podcast showing you how to dominate your league. Dynasty Bro Styles. I am a dot. This is my bro Chief Sosa or Dynasty Bro Vic, however you want to call him. It's whatever. And we out. We ending this live right in three, 